Hello, welcome back to another episode of Conversations with Tab. We're your hosts, Tisha and Brandon. How you doing, Tisha? I'm good, Brandon. How are you? Just peachy keen. Oh, wow. We <laughs> stepped back into the 1950s. Yeah. So it's another episode. It's another Saturday. And we got a few things to talk about today. Um, so it's been a bit of a trying week for us. We're kind of we're kind of tired, feeling a little under the weather. Not COVID, not COVID under the weather, just a little tired and drained today. I don't mm-hmm. think we've been sleeping very well. You know, I I have been sleeping better since we moved rooms yes. and got the different mattress. I've really been sleeping better. I didn't sleep well last night. And it wasn't the mattress. I just, I, I didn't sleep well last night. Yeah. And I woke up, as Brandon can tell you, I woke up very irritable this morning. Yes. <laughs> and well, we I've all been, have those mornings. I've had like a really irritable day. I feel like um, we went out of lockdown for a couple of weeks. And then during that couple of weeks, we were donating all the stuff that had piled up in our house that we cleaned out. We talked to you guys about already. And we started selling some stuff on Kijiji, but... Then we went back into lockdown on Monday, and so I had to pull the last item we had on Kijiji, and someone was interested in it but unable to pick it up, and I had to tell them, well, we're in lockdown now, so we can't really sell you the item until we're out of lockdown, and then... And then this morning they just started badgering me about it again, and they were just—they were pissing me off. It was just like I'm trying to be very polite to this person Mm -hmm. and say, no, I'm sorry, and so we're out of lockdown we aren't offering the pro- the item right. anymore and they just kept badgering me and I was just like I was very nice to them but it just it put me in the most foul mood after that it was just like I don't understand why people can't just say okay this person doesn't want to risk themselves or someone else during a, a lockdown during pandemic I will wait or I'll just yeah. find something else no they just have to keep bothering me and bothering I mean, me like honestly, I'm going to change my mind every 5 it's minutes it's not going anywhere I mean, no, it's not we're not going selling anywhere. anything, so it's just going to sit in our home for another week or however long this lockdown ends, right? Mm-hmm. Well, actually, the lockdown, I found out after I had this conversation with this person, ends on Monday, or we're back out of lockdown on Monday. So, I mean, all they had to do was wait until Monday, but they just kept badgering me about it, and I just it just put me in the most foul mood. I don't know. It shouldn't have. I, I woke up irritable because I didn't sleep very well last night, and then that, and then... Uh, you know, it's just one of those days. I just need to go back to bed and take a nap. You need and, a nap today. And and then wake up all refreshed. Yep. Like, ah. But anyway, <laughs> we may also be irritable because we're on like how many weeks now? Third week? Fourth fourth week? I don't, it's been, I don't, know. I don't know. Two, three weeks? I don't remember how long Lent started. We have been without meat. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe the irritability is coming from the lack of protein in our diet. <laughs> I don't know. But actually, we're doing pretty good. I think we're doing I, okay. I think we're doing good. I, I don't really miss the meat, except for when I'm thinking, when we're cooking at home, I don't miss the meat. But when I yep. think, I don't want to cook tonight. I just want to go get some takeout or something. I just want to go get a burger. All of that stuff is meaty, like yeah. chicken strips or chicken wings or a juicy burger or something like that. No, you can get... The Beyond Meat burgers at some places, A and W, for example. But no, no, but not quite that's not same. what my brain. My brain doesn't be like, oh, I want to go get a Beyond Meat burger. Nope, it wants chicken. Yeah. Or a real burger or something like that. Otherwise, I'm not really having a problem with giving up the meat at, yeah. if we're at home. But like I said, if we if I think about I'm going to go out to eat or something, all of that's meaty. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't really like the vegetarian choices in most places. It's either some kind of faux meat yeah. <laughs> or it's a salad. Yeah. And I like salads, but they typically don't fill me up. True. You know? And, uh, and the, the things we, we, set, we tend to gravitate towards are, like you said, always the meaty mm-hmm. options like chicken or beef. And I guess for us, they always taste better. <laughs> I can't argue that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I don't know. I I do find that I've gained weight since we started this. Mm -hmm. I have a theory. I I feel like we've given up meat and we've replaced it with carbs. And carbs are not my friend. And so there's a lot of bread happening and a lot of rice and a lot of pasta happening. And I've actually gained weight since giving up meat. So I'm thinking my body is one of those bodies that needs the lean proteins yeah, so that I'm not eating all the flipping carbs because yes. it's ridiculous. And I have been, I've had such a sweet tooth lately. Yeah. It's been really bad. And Brandon is really, really bad about, um, letting me have stuff for my sweet tooth all the time. It's because I love you, dear. Mm-hmm. What, what you're an enabler. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'd really, really like one of those half moon pies, but I don't need it. And Brandon will come home with a box of half moon pies. So I'm like, <laughs> here you go, dear. I don't care if you become as big as the side of the house. I'm going <laughs> to love you anyway. <laughs> it's like, whatever. It's because I love you, dear. <laughs> sure, sure. But yeah, so I've actually gained a couple of pounds during all I of this. I have to. I'm really back. sad. I, I was thinking maybe we'd lose weight, but I'm guessing... And I don't feel like we're not getting protein, but I, mm-hmm. I guess we're just not getting as much as we would if we were eating the chicken that we, and we generally, all we True. eat is chicken at home, chicken yeah. and fish. That's pretty much it. But, um, I don't know. I know, I know for me, part of it is, um, I haven't been as intense on a lot of my exercises lately. So yeah, earlier, especially yeah. last year during the summer when we were doing our first round of lockdown, we did a lot of walking around our uh, little compound mm-hmm. here. And we did a lot of walking. We, oh my God, we so, did so much. So we lost a lot of weight, mm-hmm. partly because of that. And um, I think also not going out to eat really helped for sure. Mm-hmm. And I was also doing a lot of exercises at home in the first thing in the mornings. And lately I've just sort of been doing more meditation, stretching and, and so forth. So that hasn't been as calorie intense as... Yeah, no, Brandon is definitely one of those people, and I've tried to tell walking. him this for years, yeah. that he needs cardio yep. in his his routine, and he'd be like, oh, I'm getting cardio by lifting weights. No, not really. <laughs> That's not the same. <laughs> so but I have been doing some jump rope, but I haven't been doing that as On a much. daily basis. He's not doing no. his cardio on a daily basis, and that's what's hitting him. And for me, it's just... Yeah. I'm still walking inside mm-hmm. and doing my stepper, but it's not as much It's not as much walking. and maybe not as intense. And it's not as intense. Plus, I'm not getting out and about and just being on the go all day like I used to be on the mm-hmm. go all day, like doing something. I'm more sedentary, so I'm sure that's, um, you know, adding up to it as well. But, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm okay with the the meatless diet at home if the, so. when i go out to eat it's really really it's like ugh, i just want some chicken a chicken strip oh chicken strips from dairy queen with <laughs> onion rings that sounds so good right now you can but get the anyway, onion rings 
Yeah, I can get the onion rings. Oh, yay. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't sound so excited. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, I don't know. I think when we get done with Lent, I can see us definitely adding and keeping more vegetarian nights on the yeah. menu. Um, I definitely can't do the ground meat thing right now. It was making me want to literally dry heave while I was preparing it for the last few months. I don't know what it is about the ground. I can't do ground meat. So I'm sure when we get off of Lent, we'll probably just go back to having chicken several times a week. Mm -hmm. And Brandon will probably go back to having bacon every once in a while. I think it may end up being kind of the reverse of what we were doing before. You would, a lot of people will start with like a a meatless Monday, Mm -hmm. right? And maybe us going back into that might be a reverse where you have a meat on Monday and then vegetarian everything else. Yeah, meat right? Monday and yeah. yeah, like a couple of times a week we have a meat and the rest of the time is vegetarian. Yeah, I can definitely see us yeah. doing that now because I'm I'm fine with that. Like I said, it's more when we go out and we don't go out right now. But yeah. it's more when I'm sitting at home and I'm thinking I don't want to cook dinner tonight. Yeah. You know, we could just get some takeout. Yeah. <laughs> but Takeout's no fun when you're trying to do vegetarian stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, moving on because you guys really don't care about our vegetarian thing going on right now. (laughs) Whatever. I saw on Twitter. I think I saw on Twitter. I don't know. It's one of those things. It was a passing thing. It may have been Twitter. It may have been in the news. It's like an article I read. I have no idea. Someone talking about what the most important gear in their, like, bag or like not maybe not in their bag but what's the most important piece of gear you have what's the piece of gear that you have that you just you couldn't live without like you're Mm -hmm. not going to go a day without this piece of gear photography wise i'm assuming yeah i'm assuming that's aside from the actual camera itself i mean i don't know like that could be your most important piece of gear i mean obviously that's going to be be one of the most important piece of gears right um gears important piece of gears important pieces of gear. Um, but I immediately thought my phone and I know you're thinking I'm crazy and not, it's not because I go out thinking I'm getting all these wonderful, magical photos on my phone. It's more than that. Like my phone is my B camera, right? For like doing stories on Instagram or, you know, taking photos for social media, behind the scenes photos of what I'm doing when I'm taking photography it's kind of that extra little B-roll camera or like mm. B camera. Um, also, I use it for navigational reasons. And when we're out hiking, we can use it for that. So it's a tool in that way as well. And for doing research while we're in the field, like say we're in this state park, but we know there are a few others around us. We can pull up our phones and we can research where they're at and get directions how to get there. And so that in, in that way, I wouldn't ever want to be without my phone when I'm out doing photography. That makes sense. So that would probably, aside from my camera, obviously, be my most important piece of gear. Ah, okay. <laughs> I, see, I see where you're getting at here. I think for me, a uh, phone's important, but I think for me, my my most important piece of gear would be my bag. Hmm, now, if I'm yeah. going out doing street photography, if I'm in the middle of a city, then I, I need a nice shoulder bag, something that I can just easily reach into... Uh, you know, stuff my camera into it or grab a new, get, grab a different lens, switch it out. I think a, a, a shoulder bag for me is probably the most important one. And I did a lot of back and forth and humming and hawing about what 
shoulder bag I was looking for because I didn't want it to be too glaringly obvious it's a camera bag and I wanted it to be somewhat practical for other things as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, we ended up with, I ended up with a, a Timbuktu bag. A little shoulder bag. A little shoulder yeah. bag. It kind of reminds me of the low pro bag I had forever yeah. and ever and ever. I bought it for like 20 bucks in 2011-ish. Mm-hmm. And I got rid of it just this last year, right? Or yeah. the year before last because it was getting holes in it. Mm-hmm. And But I loved that bag. It was lightweight. So it hardly yeah, it weighed, very, hardly weighed anything until you put your gear in there. But I hate bags that are so heavy mm-hmm. even before you get your gear in there. So I think with you with the Timbuktu bag, that's probably yeah. one of the biggest things for you is that it's lightweight. Yeah. It's it's not adding extra bulk or weight to you your already bulky or weighty things. Your yeah. cameras and stuff. It's not like my other low pro shoulder bag, which is very bulky. It's it's a nice bag. It's a heavier canvas. Um but it's it's bulky because it, the canvas is so thick and it's very oh. well padded. The Timbuk, the Timbuk 2 bag is basically not padded at all. And I just took a an old hand towel we had, you know, stuffed it at the bottom. Right. That's my padding for the bag. Well, and the old bag you have is just it's obnoxiously huge for a shoulder bag. Yeah. It's like It is and it's it, really it is ridiculous. Heavy. So, you know, that bag's going to be up for sale soon yeah. <laughs> come Monday because we don't need that anymore. Yep. But yeah, um, yeah, I agree. It's really important what bag you have. It has to be comfortable. For me, with my neck and shoulder and back issues, it's really difficult for me to find a bag that I can use. Mm-hmm. For the last few years, you've been carrying my uh, my camera equipment in your bag because mm-hmm. I couldn't carry a bag around because it hurts yeah. so much. Um, and then last year we both got a, um, wandered bag mm-hmm. and it's, it's, it's comfortable. It's Usually comfortable. I can't wear a backpack cause it hurts so much, yep. it, but this, this seems to sit just right to mm-hmm. where the load isn't just squarely on my shoulders only or on my back or it's, it's, it's distributed and it's really, it's, it's better. I'm not saying it's the most comfortable because nothing's super comfortable yeah. for me, but, um, it's definitely better than the others I've tried. So I yeah, like I it. think that's important for sure. I think for me, it's, it's big enough and my camera isn't very big. It's, it's a, the next pro three from Fujifilm and mm-hmm. the lenses are small. So I can pretty much stuff the lenses I need and the camera, a charger and some batteries. Um, and there's a little area for a laptop and I still have plenty of room to stuff clothes and things like mm-hmm. that. So if we're going on a short trip, um, even if we went to Europe, I could probably survive. Oh yeah, a week for sure. We with just that backpack. We got these bags. We were talking, and we got the packing cubes that would fit in the top roll top part. Mm-hmm. Um, we're thinking these will be our when we when we're going on our three or four night trips to Europe. That we're just doing those scouting kind of things mm-hmm. and quick, quick trip things. That would be perfect for that because we yep. could both just get our camera equipment in the bottom part of the bag, you know, a laptop in if we needed to. And then on the roll top part, we could get enough clothes to get us through that amount of time yeah. um, if we pack smart. Pack smart. And if you can manage to do some laundry, that would definitely help too. extend the trip a little bit more. And then we could carry that bag on. Mm-hmm. And that would just be like the it, right? Yep. We don't have to worry about any of that stuff. So, yeah. Um, there was definitely a really good reason to get those bags. Yeah. 
And, and that's also kind of what drove my decision for the Timbuktu bag as well, because I know that bag, because it's thin, it's very lightweight, I can fold it up fairly small and stuff it into the bottom of the bag and it'll really yeah. won't take up a ton of room, like maybe no bigger than a pair of pants. You can anything. stuff it in the wandered bag yeah. and then use it while you're there. That's like a really good way to do it. But yeah. I really liked that the wandered bag had, you know, it's open at the back so people can't open and get into your bag. Mm-hmm. And you worry about this a lot in Europe, right? Yeah. People can't just open and get into your bag because there's not really any way for them to get in easily. Right. Right. And then it has the passport section on the back as well. So that's double, doubly protected. Um, it just was a really good bag. I had a really tough time actually pulling the trigger on that one though, because I don't like to spend, Yeah. I don't like to spend money period. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have a hard time spending money on anything and I definitely just don't like to spend that much money. But it's like I heard someone say, I was watching a YouTube video the other day and I heard someone say, you know, buy nice, not twice. Yeah. And that makes sense. It, it It's hard to pull the trigger on that high ticket item, but you're better off getting that and it lasting you 10 years than getting three or four lesser priced bags within the couple years span because yeah. they don't work for what you need exactly or you need this or, you know, you know something different. So... So I guess it makes sense, you know, buy nice, not twice. Like and an investment. Yeah, it's an investment. I mean, if you think about it, your camera gear is thousands upon thousands of dollars. And then you try to cheap out with a $100 backpack or something. Yeah. You mm. might as well buy something that's going to right. protect your stuff, right? <laughs> For sure. So it's a the, the bag is an investment and it's protecting your major investment. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's a good one. I still stand by my phone, though. Still yeah, stand no, by the phone being the most important part there's of my still, gear. <laughs> there's still some pretty, pretty big value in that. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, all gear is important. But I feel, for me, that was the first thing I thought about when I was reading that. was like, oh, yeah, you got to have your phone. Mm-hmm. I don't know if people even think of that as part of their gear, but they really should. Yeah. I mean, think about it. If you were to go out to go, sh- go sh- doing some photography... And you left your phone at home, you'd feel lost. Yeah, I think most people feel lost without their phones, period, right? right? So, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to think of, uh, like you said about the, the phone, I, I would probably feel I would use that quite often. I, same reasons and same reasons that you just mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. right? I think um, you know research. Like if we're somewhere, then I, I need to know. Well, if I want to make a post about this picture I just took, what's the information on it, right? And I want to look up Wikipedia. I want to look up pictures, and then oh, maybe you look at you know some architectural building that you're in. Oh, look, there's a really cool shot inside. So then you want to go inside right. of the building and take pictures of that too, not realizing that's there unless you actually look it up on your phone. That's what I'm saying. It's good for research. It's good for in-the-field research and knowing what your next step should be, right? Especially when you're traveling. It's just a great thing. I'm wondering, for those of you listening, what your most needed, Mm can't-live-without piece of gear is when it comes to going on a photography outing. What do you have to have with you? Make sure you leave a comment below if you're watching this or listening to this on YouTube or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Maybe it's a tripod. Maybe it's a, oh, yeah. a filter, right? For sure. Yeah. Maybe it's a camera remote. 
right? Mm. Uh, that's the other thing a phone can do for you. If it can you be have the right remote, software, it can sure. be your remote. You can be kind of like sneaky app. about that kind of stuff. Yep, definitely for sure. I definitely think, I just definitely think phones are definitely key. So you guys leave us your comments below and let us know which ones you use and have to have most always in your mm-hmm. bag. And, you know, maybe we'll pick this up again some other time and maybe yeah. we'll talk about some of the things that you guys liked and kind of hash those out a little bit. Yeah, or maybe our must-have pieces of gear might change at that point. Oh, yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Right? It's always something different, isn't it? It's always. All right, guys. Anyway, we are going to get on with our weekend, and we hope you guys have a fabulous weekend, or you're hearing this at the end of your weekend. We have a fabulous week. Yep. And we will talk to you next week. Take care. Ciao. Bye.